Welcome to the lounge. Happy National Bourbon Day. I wasn't planning on getting on the podcast tonight, but I'm in the lounge. We've got to celebrate National Bourbon Day. How can I, how can Roto Lounge be in business if we can't celebrate National Bourbon Day? And, you know, I have a lot of bourbons and I didn't know what bourbon that I wanted to drink for National Bourbon Day. So I figured I'm going to pull my special infinity bottle. And if anyone doesn't know what an infinity bottle is, basically, as you finish your bottle of whiskey or even before you finish your bottle of whiskey, you pour a little remnants of that bottle into a decanter or your own bottle. Essentially, essentially, you're just, you know, saving a piece of every bottle and they marry together and they create their own unique flavor. So in this bottle here this decanter here and i am on youtube if you want to see this on youtube uh find roto lounge this decanter here has two ounces of several bourbons one being a blanton single barrel eh taylor small batch elijah craig barrel proof 136 proof Larceny Barrel Proof, 127 Proof. This has Henry McKenna, 100 Proof. Uh, really has a lot of my favorite bourbons that you see behind me uh, on the shelf. I have them all together in my Infinity Bottle. Just kind of marrying the flavors together and creating this really nice, unique flavor whiskey. And I suggest everybody out there that's in into bourbon that really enjoys bourbon, create your own infinity bottle. When you find a really good bottle that you like, just pour two ounces into this bottle. Now, really, you know, it would be much nicer if I could fill it to the top with even more bourbons, but it's National Bourbon Day. Every once in a while, I take a little bit out. Today, we're going to celebrate because this is only once a year, right? June 14th. Here we are. Hope you got something nice at home. Cheers. Oh, it's so good. It's got so many different flavors just from all over the place. Uh, I can taste vanilla and caramel and pepper spice. Mm, it smells so good. Fruit, candied fruit. I mean, all the different flavors uh, that I pulled out of other um bourbons they're just all together now i need to add if you saw my last podcast i had the russell's reserve it's a really good whiskey i don't know if i want to add it to this but i could consider it i want to put just like you know harder to get uh, bourbons in this bottle and in the russell reserve you can pretty much get um, anytime you want um, but this has a lot of the harder ones the larceny barrel proof the elijah craig barrel proof um the Henry McKenna, it's, that's getting a little easier. Blanton's, stuff like that. Just the, the unique bottles. Um, so I'm going to drink this bourbon tonight. And then I want to talk to you. I was like, well, I didn't have really anything to talk about. So um, I do have a surprise for you this week. Uh, I'm hoping I have this guest that's going to come on. Uh, if it comes through, it's going to be a, a pleasure of mine to to 
present this podcast video to you. I think it's going to be really good. Uh, very, very much looking forward to it. Uh, but tonight, I figured, all right, well, let's talk about uh, some eight undervalued running backs that can be had in our fantasy drafts. You know, we can have them late. They could possibly help us win a uh, fantasy Super Bowl this year. Uh, so I wanted to talk about eight of them uh, in case you have any drafts coming up. Uh, keep your eye on them, circle them. You know, uh, the potential that they have um, mixed in with their landing spot or their ADP uh, could create uh, excellent value for us. So the first one uh, on the list, and I just did a podcast about this player, and he's running back 22. And that's David Montgomery. Now, besides all the stuff I said on my prior podcast, uh, last year David Montgomery had 71% of his team's offensive carries. That's with Tree Cohen. That was with the Mike Davis experiment. Now, Mike Davis is gone. That number is going to go up, okay? David Montgomery is the unquestioned back in his offense. He is going to be the bell cow. He also had... Six touchdowns last year on 33 red zone carries, uh, giving him about an 18% conversion rate. And that's similar to Zeke Elliott. So he's in good company there con converting red zone carries. Um, again, we talked about the 12 personnel. They're bringing in some tight ends to form an identity. Jimmy Graham, uh, Cole Komet. Um, you know, Nagy needs to find the fundamentals. He needs to get back uh, to the 12-man personnel, find the identity of the Chicago Bears, and I think David Montgomery is going to be a big part of that. And going at running back 22, uh, it could be a huge value, a huge value, especially if they're just going to ride on him all year long. I mean, he's durable. He has excellent body control, so he doesn't have the breakaway speed, but he's able to keep his feet, churn out yards, continue to get those first downs. And someone that, you know, at the minimum, I think he's going to be an RB2 every week flex play. Um, someone that you can just kind of set it and forget it. And, uh, you know, around the end of the fourth, fifth round, you know, he's somebody that I might want to target in most of my drafts. So uh, he's one undervalued running back this year that I want to target. And another one, just a few spots lower than David uh, Montgomery, is James Conner. And he's going at running back 26. You know, he's still only 25 years old. He had a lot of injuries last season. Big Ben had a lot of injuries last season. So it really was just, you know, a bad season for the Steelers in general. Now, two years ago when, you know, Le'Veon Bell was threatening to hold out and James Conner was being drafted 14th, 15th round, you know, he was one of my uh, breakout players that season because, you know, we, we saw that potential. Anytime you see those running backs that could potentially hold out, and they have a competent backup that could take that that role and, and you know seize that opportunity. Those are players that we want to target. Now, this list that I'm telling you, these eight players, I don't think any of them were on my want list last season. And it's crazy because, you know, every year things change, right? Just like the stock market. Just because, you know, something wasn't valuable a while ago doesn't mean they're not going to be valuable moving forward. A lot of things can happen. Uh, and I see in this list of eight running backs, a lot can happen. And and while everyone's chasing all these other you know players, 
we're going to look at some of these undervalued players and, and target them and stack them on our bench. And hopefully one of them breaks out and really helps us get to that, that next level. Uh, but in James Conner situation, I was down on him last season. You know, a lot of people were drafting him first round, second round due to his breakout the year before. But, you know, Jalen Samuel had come in and, and they talked about Jalen Samuel splitting time. And, you know, I really thought that Samuel was going to cut into James Conner's production. You know, James Conner got injured. Jalen Samuels got injured as well, but they were rotating time. Now, what we saw in 2019, though, is Jalen Samuel, he can't do it on his own. He can't be a bell cow, right? So I'm not really worried about Jalen Samuel anymore. Benny Snell, you know, he's, if he even makes the team, he's probably going to be inactive on some weeks. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Benny Snell either. Then they drafted Anthony McFarland. Now, okay, Anthony McFarland, he's got some potential. He didn't score very high on my um, on my running back model, so I'm, he doesn't really. I'm not really threatened by him. Tomlin has come out and said before Connor is his guy. Even before he got injured, he's come out this year and said that when healthy, Connor is a three down workhorse. Okay, that's the big key when he's healthy. And if Connor can stay healthy in 2020, he's going to be a steal because I think he's going to be a three-down back. If Ben stays healthy, uh, if everything aligns, I think it's going to be a good pick. And at running back 26, uh, it's probably a, a a dart throw that I might take that chance. You know, depending on how, on how the draft falls, depending if I have stud wide receivers or or running backs, what position I might need. Uh, James Connor will definitely be a target of mine when he's going around running back 26. Now, one running back below him, running back 27, is Kareem Hunt. Now, Kareem Hunt was suspended for the first nine games, I think the first nine or ten games last year for Cleveland. But when he came back, I think in those first ten games, Nick Chubb was, I think, fantasy running back number five. But when Hunt came back and joined Cleveland... In six of the final eight games, Kareem Hunt was the Browns' leading scorer running backs for fantasy. Six of the eight games, he outscored Nick Chubb in fantasy points. This also allowed Nick Chubb to lose the rushing title. Derrick Henry in the last uh, game of the season rushed for over 200 yards, took the rushing title right out of Nick Chubb's grasp. It was right there for him. But in week 17 and 16, Kareem Hunt outscored Nick Chubb. Uh, in, in those eight games, Kareem Hunt had 400 yards and three touchdowns. But here's what I think about Kareem Hunt. If something were to happen to Nick Chubb, Hunt is a league winner, hands down. He will absolutely win you your league if something happens to Nick Chubb. Now, you hate to go into a draft saying, what if, you know, stacking the chips against someone getting injured, but... Cleveland has talked about using Kareem Hunt as a slot receiver. Uh, you know, he's going to get the football. I think that um, Cleveland wants to be, you know, pound the football type offense. Stefanski, that's what he's all about. Uh, they added, uh, you know, Austin Hooper, who's a good blocker. Um, they also offered or uh, signed an offensive lineman from Tennessee uh, to anchor the line. So they're going to to run the football and Nick Chubb is going to be heavily involved, but so is Kareem Hunt. And with the caveat that if something were to happen to Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt will absolutely win you uh, your league. 
and going at running back 27, there's some scenarios that I might take a shot on him. Uh, if I'm really happy with the way my draft's turning out and I do identify some players later in drafts that I'm confident in, Cream Hunt could definitely be you know, a, a running back that, that we want to focus on drafting um, and, and stashing him for a few weeks because he, unlike last year, when I think last year he was being drafted in fifth, sixth rounds, and he was suspended for the first 10 games of the season. And this year he's not suspended at all. He'll be ready week one. Um, and, and I think he's going, you know, around the same, you know, the same area, uh, round four, five, six, something like that. So, you know, Cream Hunt is someone we definitely want to target. Uh, if we feel like, you know, our team is good and we can afford to have, you know, a player that potentially could be an every week flex player. Uh, and then if there is injuries, he could propel right into a, an RB1 uh, for the rest of the season. So keep your eye on Cream Hunt. Next running back is running back 35, and that's Ronald Jones. And, you know, I posted some things on Twitter about Ronald Jones and. I was not a big fan of Ronald Jones at all coming out. He was not even on my draft list as a, as a rookie. Last year, I had no hope for him. But there were some things that I saw last year from Ronald Jones that really opened my eyes. I mean, he he is a big play waiting to happen. Uh, he, he's actually, he's, a, he's big, he's strong, he's sturdy. He just, he's not consistent. That's the one knock on him, but still, he's only 22 years old. He's younger than Keyshawn Vaughn. And a lot of, you know, owners out there, people out there are talking about how Keyshawn Vaughn is the future of Tampa Bay. And, you know, I'm kind of mixed on it. I, I kind of think the Bucks um, were nervous and they selected Keyshawn Vaughn in the third round because I don't think that they felt like they there was another back later in the draft that could help this year. I mean, I know that Ronald Jones is not an ideal pass catcher or pass blocker. And Keyshawn Vaughn is is probably better than him in those regards, but Keyshawn Vaughn has never played the NFL, okay? Keyshawn Vaughn will be coming to an offense that's run by Tom Brady, who only wants players on the field that he can trust. Um, and will that be Keyshawn Vaughn? We don't know. People are just assuming it's going to be him. What we do know is that Ronald Jones has played two years in the NFL, each year he's gotten better. If he can improve on his pass catching and his pass blocking, he could really be a star this season. I mean, I think there's going to be some games where, you know, if if the defenses are focused on Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronkowski, OJ Howard, you know, they still have to account for the speed of Ronald Jones out of the backfield. I mean, they they uh invested a high draft pick on Tristan Wirfs. Uh, you know, they have Ali Marpet. They're going to be a smash mouth team. They're going to open some holes. And if Ronald Jones can see those holes, find those holes, he can outrun everybody on the football field. He's a track star and he has that speed. So let's not get carried away about Ronald Jones's previous two seasons. Okay. He's third year in the, in the, in the league. He's going at running back 35, 35, okay? That is an absolute steal. I think he's going to be a player that I am definitely targeting in my fantasy drafts because I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. And if he starts the season as the starter, he's going to be an absolute steal because Keyshawn Vaughn still has to learn the offense. He still has to get uh, Tom Brady's trust. 
He still has to understand how to play at the NFL speed. And he might not get those. And Ronald Jones has already proven that he's adequate at it. Is he above average? Not yet, but he's adequate at it. And his third year, if he's been working hard enough, we've seen the videos, he's working hard enough trying to get better. He could be a surprise player this year. So do not sleep on Ronald Jones. And at running back 35, he's he's on the border of a must-have player for 2020. All right. Now we're going all the way down to running back 47. And this guy has a lot of people burned. And nobody's going to be on him because the Chiefs drafted a running back in the first round. And that's Damian Williams. And I know this is going to sound crazy because there's so many people out there that love Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But if you watch the Super Bowl, and a lot of people were clamoring about Damian Williams you know, as the Super Bowl MVP, and he had every right to win that. What the stat sheet didn't show is how well of a pass protector that Damian Williams was during the Super Bowl and how he was chipping uh, the defensive ends and the players, giving Patrick Mahomes enough time to make plays. And that's something that Clyde Edwards-Alaire cannot do. He's a piss-poor pass blocker, and he's going to set up Mahomes for failure. This could be the one Achilles heel that keeps Clyde Edwards from becoming a three-down all-purpose back this season in 2020, which will open the door for an opportunity for Damian Williams to steal touches, to steal opportunities. And if Damian Williams proves that he's just the better NFL-ready back, they're not going to force Clyde Edwards into the starting role. There's no reason to do that, right? They got Clyde Edwards a layer they can have him for five seasons okay so if he doesn't pick up the offense if he can't pick up the blitzers damian williams is going to see the field and he could eventually just be the starter they could just let clyde edwards rotate here and there and damian williams could be the offense for kansas city so all the way down at running back 47 he's basically just um left for dead nobody wants anything to do with him because everyone's excited about clyde edwards but Damian Williams, this is how we win fantasy leagues, right? We take the players that people are sleeping on because they're enamored with some some of the, the new flashy cars, the new the new toys, while we're over here riding in our Hondas because it's going to get us where we want to be, and that's the fantasy championship. So don't sleep on Damian Williams at running back 47. Uh, you know, if there's dart throws you're, you're throwing – Make sure he's in consideration that late in the draft because if Clyde Edwards, this new flashy toy that was drafted in the first round, does not perform and he's stuttering, sputtering, can't get off the car lot, right? We're going to jump in our Honda and we ride Damian Williams to the fantasy playoff. So don't sleep on Damian Williams, all right? And the next running back that we're going to talk about is another Damian and he's all the way down at running back 56 and that's Damian Harris uh, from New England and you know it's funny because if you go to playerprofile.com his closest comparison is Damian Williams someone that we just talked about uh, but Damian Harris you know he had above average above uh, percentile speed score burst score ran a four five seven at the combine just waiting in the wings uh, to get an opportunity sony michelle has had another offseason surgery this time on his foot 
it could open the door for Damon Harris. We know nothing about Damon Harris, whether he's going to be a good NFL back or not. But we do know that Sony Michelle seems to be uh, very likely to to miss time due to either rehab and a surgery or due to just injuries that are piling up. Um, his legs are made of, you know, stickers and paper clips and, and uh, you know, chewed bubble gum. They don't, they're not going to last. So Damian Harris running back 56, someone we want to keep our eye on, someone we want to, you know, throw a dart at because he could eventually become the starter there in New England. Running back 59, another running back that could be elevated to a starting role, and that's Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson, a player that I wasn't on last year either. Once he got traded to Houston, everyone was talking about he was going to be this bell cow. You know, and I basically said, we know who Duke Johnson is. Duke Johnson is not a bell cow. Every year, he gets supplanted by somebody, whether it's Isaiah Crowell, Carlos Hyde. Uh, you know, somebody supplants him as a starter. But he's finding himself at Houston with newly acquired David Johnson, who at the end of last year looked broken. How David Johnson comes back this year, you know, we don't know. But there could be a chance, based on injury history, that Duke Johnson could be propelled into a starting role. Now, let it be known that Duke Johnson has never rushed for more than 500 yards in any of his five seasons in the NFL. But in 2017, he had 74 receptions on 93 targets for about 700 yards in Cleveland. So he has the potential to be a fantasy asset. If something happens to David Johnson... Duke Johnson will have no other choice but to be the starter and be the dump-off receiver for Deshaun Watson in that offense, which should be high scoring. So addition by subtraction, this is one of those late, late, late picks where you would stack against David Johnson getting injured and then Duke Johnson being propelled into that starting role. So another dart throw later on in the draft. Keep your eye on Duke Johnson. If things roll the right way, he could see plenty of time this year in that offense. And last but not least, running back 62. And this was my number three running back in the draft class last year, and that's Rykel Armstead for Jacksonville. And the reason that you know I have him as an undervalued running back is in Dynasty, you need to go after him now, get him cheap. In redraft, he could be you know, a waiver wire ad. But this is the way I look at it. The Jaguars do not want Leonard Fournette. Is Rykel Armstead the future in Jack Jacksonville? I don't think so. But he could be a short-term fill-in that could help us win this season. If the Jaguars find a trade partner for Fournette, they could possibly move him, propelling Rykel into the starting role. Or, by the trade deadline, if the Jaguars are indeed going to be bad, and end up tanking for a quarterback, whether that's Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, uh, or Trey Lance, they could potentially want to move on from Leonard Fournette by the trade deadline, take nothing in return just to get him out of there. Raquel Armstead could take over at the trade deadline, be your starter through the rest of the, the 2020 season, potentially putting you in position to have a starting running back that was basically free. 
So in Dynasty, go ahead and get him now because if that trade happens, you'll already have him stashed on your bench. Redraft, if you want to take a chance and pick him up off waivers, uh, that's fine. But he's someone that we shouldn't sleep on because there could be opportunity that he takes over later this season and helps us win a championship. So that's eight undervalued running backs to keep your eye on this year. Uh, let's talk about them again. David Montgomery, James Conner, Kareem Hunt, Ronald Jones, Damian Williams, Damian Harris, Duke Johnson, and Rykel Armstead. So I jumped behind the mic. I wanted to have a bourbon with you for National Bourbon Day. Hopefully you have something good at home. And if you miss National Bourbon Day, it's okay. Go home. Drink one. It's a belated drink. It's all good. Hope you're having fun. I, I appreciate everyone that's rocking with me. Uh, coming into the lounge. Listening to me just talk shit. Just random drink. Uh, but I do think that I'm going to have a very, very, very special surprise for you this week. As soon as I have it confirmed, I will be posting it on Twitter uh, for everyone to, to get excited about it because I'm definitely excited about it. Uh, looking forward to it. Until then, find me on YouTube, Roto Lounge. Find me on Twitter at Roto Lounge. Drop in my DM if you have any questions. Um, until next time, cheers.